Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. You're living your best life. It is Friday, December 17th. That's right, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast. And what is this? Success never sleeps. Who am I? Brandon Beliso, where we as a collective create our version of success through innovative, critical thinking, through a disruptive mindset that allows us not to walk the path everybody else does, but to carve our own. Isn't that why we're in business? Isn't that why we're entrepreneurs? Because we want to do it our way. And through gathering the right information, we create our version of success. And that's really powerful, and I'm a huge advocate of that. And I will stand on that platform time and time again in order to create my version of success. You know me. I don't do the norm. I do me. And through doing me, I'm not only a happier person, I'm a more profitable person because I stand out above the white noise of everything going on, right, of all the digital craziness. You got to, you know, carve your own path. And that takes a lot of courage because you will fail more than people that don't try at all, but you will win a whole lot more. Cool, cool, cool. All right, as always, I got to begin by thanking my sponsors, my sponsors. All right, who do we have? None other than my studio. I love Tulay and the gang out there. They've got some new innovations in their products. You better check it out with the attendance and all that cool stuff. It's just on point. I'm going to pick up a couple of new tablets before the end of the new year because we know, you know, all of that at the end of the year, that stuff is really inexpensive. We're totally kiosk-driven, but I want people to take their own attendance when they come into the school. That's going to be the next powerful thing to do. Kids love life skills. If you're not, you know, if you work with kids and you don't have a character development system in place, you're way, way, way behind the eight ball on that. You know, you can't just simply paint discipline up on the wall and assume you teach discipline. And please, please do not assume because you are a black belt, you are qualified to teach life skills education. I put tens of thousands of hours of research into developing kids love life skills. It's been running for close to a decade. Schools worldwide use it. And we're still improving our products because child development changes with the advent of the internet 20 years ago and TikTok and all this other stuff, YouTube. The way kids think is fundamentally different. It is different. So a character development system that is yin and yang. Respect was good a thousand years ago. Respect will be good another thousand years from now. But the yin to the yang is kids are thinking different. We are in a different time. So that balance of the two is what creates kids love life skills. Get it, get it, get it. Talk to Marco Mozola and get signed up today. LC Accounting, if you're looking for a great bookkeeper, my sister's it. She's a BJJ player as well as the Kempo player, and she works with people like me, Chris Rodriguez. She works with Steven Reinstein and so many others now. And then, of course, market muscles. Market muscles. You know, I was working with a client yesterday, and he goes, I can't get a market muscles website because there's somebody else within five miles that has it. And I said, that is integrity. Versus making more money, right, Steven Reinstein says, no, no, no. Out of all fairness, if you're a market muscle client, nobody within five miles will have a market muscle website. Bam, that is what I call integrity at the highest. Looking for a website, Steven Reinstein and market muscles. So, what else do I got going on? Um, I sent out the first round of people for wisdom, my one-on-one -on -one mentoring program. Some took the offer, some said it's something they can't budget for today. That is cool, that is cool. We're only gonna take eight. Eight school owners for the six, next six months, me and you. I'm in your back pocket 24-7, 365. What would that look like in your school if you had Brandon Belisa with you every day, all the time? You do a social media post, you show it to me first. You want to rebrand your school? We do that together. You want to remodel it? We go over the plans together. You want new lease negotiations and moving your school? You bring it and run it by me. If you're having a rough night, and you feel fearful that you're going to fail, you reach out and you text me. That's what I want to do. I want to do something that's never been done. No consultant has ever done that, made themselves available to their clients 24-7, 365 in such a way. In every part of your business, every part of your business, I am there with you. With you, with you. Cool? All right. So we still have two spots left. Out of the eight, two spots are left. If you'd like to be part of Wisdom, my one-on-one -on -one intensive executive mentoring program, shoot me a 500-word essay telling me why, why you are ready for Wisdom and why Brandon Belisa was a good fit for you. Cool. All right. So what is today all about? Today is all about how to improve team retention. You know, we focus so much, so much of our energy goes into what? 
Student retention, student retention, student retention. How much of our resources and time and revenue are we putting into team retention, right? Think about that for a moment and put it in the comments. How much time are you actually spending on team retention? Put it in the comments. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let's see who else is here. James. What's up, James? Ricardo. What's up, Ricardo? Conrad. Respect martial arts. Monique. Monique. I see lots of people sitting up there. Do say hi. Do say hi. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. And put your questions in there. Marco, are you there? Let me see if Marco, my brother, is there. Marco. Oh, Marco's there. Hey, Marco. That's okay, sir. I am grateful you are here, Marco. Keep things rolling for me, please. Uh, I'm going to focus on the show, and you take care of stuff on that end. Okay, Marco? Bow, Master Bow. How are you, sir? Rebecca. What's up, Rebecca? I like the way you spell. Ken. Ken, you're across the pond, right, Ken? Are you over in England, Ken Speck? For some reason, I want to say you're in England. Am I right or wrong? I know we go back, back, back through Facebook, but I'm just checking on that. So, put your questions in on how to improve team retention. For me, it's one of my biggest focal points. And I'm really proud and grateful to say the average tenure, right, the average tenure of one of my team members is 10 years or more now. I'm really proud of that. You know how hard it is to have a team member want to be part of your culture for 10 years? That's powerful. That's powerful. I'm actually crafting social media posts and stuff now saying, you know, collectively, my instructional team has 150 years of training plus instructional. Wow. Not a lot of people can say that. You, you know what else is another very unique angle that I'm going to play with on that? Very seldom does a child get the same mentor, instructor, teacher, year after year after year after year after year. You know, that just dawned upon me the other day, folks. I mean, you go to kindergarten, you see your kindergarten teacher for one year, then you're on to the first grade teacher, second grade teacher. You do six weeks of soccer, you see the coach, you may never see that coach again. But I think what's very unique in a martial arts school, and it should be one of our strongest sales points, is we offer this very unique learning environment because we're all about relationships, right? And relationships are built on what? Trust. And we will, you will earn the trust that we will consistently be here for you, for you. Imagine that, having the same instructor in your life for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Some of our students have been with us for a decade. So for 10 years, you've been building this relationship with this one instructor. What is that worth to you? See, that's a whole new take, right? So everybody, I want you to put it in the comments, how you can take that and make it work to your advantage in a social media post, at your website, in your brochures. I think that needs to be brought to point. I know I'm always the guy talking, nobody cares I'm an eight-degree black belt. Nobody cares, you know, I'm a second-generation martial arts school owner. All they care if I'm going to teach their kid focus. I get that. But you know what? I've been doing martial arts for 50-plus years. I've been teaching for over 30 years. It's kind of like when you hire a plumber, right? You're not paying that plumber $300 an hour for the work he's doing in your home. You're paying him $300 an hour for his 20, 30, 40 years of experience as a plumber. That's what you pay for. So it's the same thing here. I think we really need to start nurturing that through social media, through creating awareness in our classes, in our brochures, at our website, in Instagram, Facebook, in every way possible. And we should be sharing that. That should go out once somebody signs up for a trial or opts in. We should be sending that in an email flow, right, that's triggered. If I'm somebody deciding if I want to come to your school or not, wouldn't it be really cool to get an email saying, hey, our average tenure for our instructional staff is 10 years or more. We bring that wisdom and experience of over 150 years of collective training and instruction to serve your family. Uh, write that down, Marco. Somebody get that for me, okay? I'm going to need that one later. I am absolutely going to need that one. You see where I'm going with that? I don't believe we do that enough because we do it in a very skewed way. It's almost egotistical, right? 
you know, that I'm a grandmaster, I walk on water type thing. No, I'm saying with a sense of humility, warts and all, failures and successes, we've gone through that and we're here serving you because we believe in living your best life, right? Whatever your why is. So I want you to think about that. Put it in the comments. Hey, Master Nam, John Gonzalez is here. Who else is here? Bob, what's up, Bob Pool? <laughs> all right, all right. So, coming back over here, l let me get into this, okay? This is number one for me. <clears throat> you need to create a company that people want to work for, right? Now, I understand nobody wakes up and says, how can I make Brandon a lot of money? I understand that. That's why people wake up every day and they go, how can I help people live their best life? How can I impact the community? I love going to work. So me, as the visionary of the business, I wake up and I look around my facilities, right? I was in San Francisco the other day, just turning stuff upside down, you know, and I'm going, how can I make this better for my team? Richard Branson was really, really big on that, you know, Virgin Airlines, right? And Virgin Records, and now he's got a space program. You know, he was very passionate. He said, if I take care of my team, they'll take care of the customers, right? And, and sometimes, and I remember this old movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where, you know, that old age, adage, old, age old adage, the customer is always right. Well, you know what? No, they're not. And it's important that we back up our team. We need to back up our team. And in this scene of Fast Time at Ridgemont High, this customer was really rude, you know, to the cashier. And the cashier went off on him. And then immediately, the manager came out and fired him, right? He fired him. And see, that's an example. You don't back up your team. You got to back up your team. That's real important because if your team doesn't trust that you're going to back them up, guess what? They're going to feel you're not loyal to them. Remember, loyalty works both ways. So how do I create a company people want to work for? Number one, I need to create a career package. And I've shared that story with you many times where I was sitting with TJ and we're trying to get his brother you know, on board. And TJ said, sir, at this point, I wouldn't tell my brother to make one martial arts his career. And I said, why, sir? You did. You did, right? And I know I'm very convincing, so maybe that's why he did it. But he said, well, and then I said, well, tell me more. Tell me what is the career package. Number one, competitive pay. Everybody will tell you if you want to get better talent when you're drawing from the talent pool, especially now in today's climate with the great resignation where people are leaving their jobs with no job to go to because they're tired of just waking up and earning a paycheck, right? This pandemic has really flipped people's mindsets over where they're going, man, I want purpose here. I want something more in my life other than just money. So with that said, though, you still need to have competitive pay. Now, our industry across the board, I know for a fact, because I work with school owners all over the world, we pay people horribly, horribly, horribly. Even worse, the yin to the yang on one end of the scale, we're going, you know what? I'm going to upgrade you to a black belt club. So you're going to pay me more money. But here's the perk. You get to teach for free. It's your internship. Got it? And you're going to come in on weekends and work birthday parties for free as part of your internship. Got it? And guess what? You're going to pay me more money because you're part of the Black Belt Club. Wrong. For me, that's wrong. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. So I think there's a huge disconnect there, and that's permeated, right? I know so many people, even, even somebody I know very, very close to my heart, the instructors still work for free. That's, that's, that's not it. That's not it. That might have worked back in the 70s and stuff when nobody was really making money. But in today's climate, we need to respect people's time. If I have a staff meeting and it's mandatory, everybody's paid. That's the law in California. You can't call a meeting and not pay people for it if it's mandatory. So be mindful of that. Competitive pay. And then second, more of that career package, we're talking a 401k, right? Some type of safe harbor pension program needs to be there. Some type of medical allowance, whether they pay 50% and you pay 50%, or in our case, we have a few salaried people, we give them about whatever their their cost of medical is each month, that's worked into their pay. So you need some type of medical compensation, right? Then, of course, vacation with pay. Vacation with pay. That needs to be there, too. And then, of course, 
some type of clear path of advancement, right? TJ is now in a position where we're valuing. I'm, I'm hiring a valuation company to value my businesses. And the next step is to bring TJ in on a profit sharing level and, of course, get him to own part of the company so he has more skin in the game, right? And see, but the ego of the martial artist wants to say, I own this. I'm the owner. I don't care who owns it. You think Tim Cook of Apple cares who owns Apple? All the stock, you know, shareholders own Apple. He doesn't care. So that egotistical has got to get thrown out the door. Create a company people want to work for. And if somebody owns part of it, even more so important. I hope to get to that point one day where we have stock, where people can buy into our company and watch it grow. Cool? So those are the key components that we really have to look at in creating a company that people want to work for. And if you are simply a sales-driven company, I'm going to challenge you with that. I think that's the other thing that, that makes our industry so undesirable. Put it in the comments. How many of you have worked for a martial arts business, right, where you had to sell, where you were required to get X number of students every month into that school to get a bonus or to make your pay. Anybody? Put it in there. I want to see it. Hey, Jay. What's up, Jay? Tisha. Yeah, you pay for the consistency. Thank you, Monique. John Gonzalez. Come on. Somebody put it in there. How many have you ever worked for a martial arts business where they have you required to sell a certain amount of memberships each month. You're supposed to close, sign up a certain amount of students, right? Hey, Master Raymore. Good session, man. I had a good session with Master Nam yesterday too. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love to see you guys doing this kind of work. Every martial arts school I worked for had me sell. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate that honesty, sir. Right? I appreciate that. Brandon saying every martial arts school had him sell. All right? Well, I have a friend in the fitness industry. And at the end of every month, she disappears in the last week. You know why? She's trying to make her quota. My challenge with that is it becomes a numbers game. All I'm trying to do is close these people so I get my bonus. And it's a very fear-based mentality, right? Who wants to come to work with that weight on their shoulders, right? That monkey on their back of, man, I got to sell. I got to sell. If I don't make my quota, I don't get my bonus. I can't pay my rent. That's why most commission bonus-based businesses suck. How do I know that? Okay. And this is just pure data. How many of you have gone and bought something from a company, from a salesperson, and then you want to talk to that salesperson three months later and they're gone? Put it in the comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marco's saying, don't forget to share this video and let us know you shared this to enter our drawing for, today, for today's broadcast. I'm giving away 30 minutes discovery call with me, Brandon Beliso. Cool? Cool, cool, cool. Anybody who's ever bought something from a salesperson, right? They came and sold you a phone system, a uh, printer, whatever, right? And then you go back to them three months later and that person is gone. They're gone all the time. Thank you, Jason, all the time. So really, really, what that tells me is sailing sucks. They suck. That's why they move from job to job to job to job to job. And nothing, nothing, I don't care how you want to slice or dice it, goes in line with martial arts, integrity, honor, discipline, focus, and used car salesmen. When I've read that, you know, it, it, it just makes me want to cry, right? Used car salesmen. Belt factory, nickel and diming you. Who's ever heard that about a martial arts school? Who's ever heard that? In a review, in a post, somewhere. They nickel and dime you, right? It's like a used car salesman. That's why for me and our culture, my guys don't even know anything like that. Other than TJ and I, we would never go to our team and say, you got to get 10 new students this month. You got to do that. You got to, we do, no, but we do challenge our team to teach better. We do challenge our team to serve better. We do train them and give them the skill set to deliver our curriculum better. That we do do. And we challenge them through systems and processes to elevate our game on a daily basis to help people do what? Live your best life. We have never, ever, never, ever, ever had a sales meeting where I sat with that team and said, this month you have to get 20 people. Never. 
Never. We have no sales script, no sales scripts at all. We don't have offices, and we would never close anybody. It's about creating a relationship, open arms, opening. I know it's a huge mindset shift, but I will tell you the truth. I had never felt good in the beginning when that's what I was told to do, wearing a martial arts uniform, sitting behind a desk, selling people. Never resonated with me on any level. Was never a good conversation, never felt wonderful. Put your name on the dotted line. Never, never, ever, never, ever, ever. So we choose not to do that. Not to say you cannot make money doing it that way with sales scripts, contracts, upgrades. That is simply what we choose not to do in our culture, cool? And from that, I believe that's one of the reasons why the average tenure of our team is 10 years or more. They come in here every day and it's about love. You know, I have my latte machine, my beautiful espresso machine. Anytime TJ's here in Millbrae now, I craft him a latte. You know how much love that is? That's a lot of love to mindfully in the business of my life. I make TJ's latte. So when I come into the school, here you go, sir. I love that boy. I love him like a son. And he's the one who's going to take over one martial arts. I should treat him as such. I should pay him as such. So you see where I'm going with this? Create a company that people want to work for. Last part of that, Michael Gerber of E-Myth fame will say that. The worst business to open is a martial arts school. He's right. Because most martial arts schools are personality driven. Most martial arts schools, the guy inherits the school or buys it from his teacher. He has no business sense whatsoever. So he figures, I'm a great martial artist. I'm a great instructor. That's all I need. No, 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 no. I talked about that yesterday, right? I talked about that yesterday. So that lead me in, in, into my next slide. This one, oh yeah. Lead by example. Lead by example. You want your team to learn. You want your team to train. You want your team to grow. When's the last time you were on the mat? When's the last time you, you stood out there toe-to-toe -to -toe with your team, right? Are you in the best shape of your life mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? If you're not, then there's room for doubt. There's room for fear. It's hard for a team to be inspired by an instructor that just sits back there behind a desk and tells them what to do. That Facebook meme where the guy's sitting behind the desk crapping the, cracking the whip and everybody's like this pushing the rock. We've all seen that one, right? No, no, no. Contemporary leadership, the leader's right up there against the rock with everybody else pushing it. It's that way today. Even more so in our industry, there needs to be a certain amount of face time and interaction. Think Steve Jobs. Man, when Steve Jobs was alive, people just, you know, anytime he had Macworld and Steve Jobs was going to speak, boom, the world listened, right? Lead by example. Lead by example. Very important. Very important. So in everything you do, in your thought, word, and action, I've been in these schools actively now for the past year and a half during the pandemic. You will watch me mop a floor, vacuum, teach a class, size up a kid, sign them up. I do everything. And I have no hesitation to say to my team, hey, I got the first bathroom team. Can you get the second one? I have no hesitation to step on that mat and look at Kim Law and say, hey, ma'am, which group do you want me to take? It's always the beginner white belts, but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. You see where I'm going with that? Me and TJ talked about that the other night. I said, sir, you call upon me 24-7, 365. You can't get someone to cover a class, you call me. You call me because I will go the extra mile for you. That is what I've taught you. That is what I will lead by example and offer you. I will do anything we need because our business is not only sustained through this pandemic, we are starting to thrive and grow because I led by example. Nobody knew how to do virtual. I figured it out. Nobody was doing virtual a year and a half ago, but here we are. Look at this. In the metaverse. This is us. So really, I want you to search your soul and think about that for a moment and put it in the comments. I didn't know any better before, but it felt wrong. Yeah, thank you, Master Raymore. I totally agree with you. The same with me. I, I feel you guys, right? None of the salesmanship. None of that. None of that. You know, and that's why I love somebody like an Apple, because Apple does very little selling. They do a lot of culture building. They, they, they do a lot, you know, the different, if you just Google Apple, look at all the different groups. Some of them are Apple facilitated, but there's so many groups out there, living, teaching, preaching, all Apple, 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 Apple. It sells itself. You teach amazing classes. You have an amazing curriculum. You create amazing Disney experience. You have the whole ambiance. It will sell itself because I will still say today, and we know that with the new iOS, you know, going on and everything, Facebook ads are down. That's a fact.
We know that. It's no new news. Everyone's shifting to Google and putting their money into Google. I get all that. If I'm an online company, like with Kids Love Life Skills or my consulting, yes, I need Facebook ads, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those different things to cultivate because I'm reaching an international audience. Right. But if you talk about your martial arts school, what you really want to do is control a three to five mile radius of your brick and mortar location. That's it. And then figuring out 70 different ways to market to 70 people is really your goal. And if all you're going to do is put all your eggs into Facebook, you're insane. You're freaking insane. I was talking to one school owner who's in the middle of the most rural area possible. And I told him, do not run Facebook ads. You have freaking 15,000 people in a town, and these 15,000 people are spread out over a seven-mile radius, right? I mean, there's literally miles between the homes. What I would do is I would get my freaking card and write a Christmas card to every one of them and put them in their darn mailbox. That's what I would do, right? I would be out there at every community event that brought those 15,000 people, and I would be out there serving the community because that's a different mindset. They don't want the hustle and bustle of technology and the urban craziness. They've moved into that area because that's their mindset. They enjoy the open space. They enjoy the rural area. So the thinking is a little different. So you need to work with them differently. Differently. So that's my take on lead by example. And if you're not, take ownership. Put it in the comments. If you need to drop 10 pounds, take ownership of that. If you need to shift your mindset from a fear-based mindset that's fixed, that runs on ego and insecurity and fear, you need to shift to this trusting, vulnerable, ownership, accountability mindset, take ownership of that and put it in the comments too. If you don't manage your time well, right, and you suck and you spend too much time surfing the net, take ownership of that because you will never lead by example until you're the first one to raise your hand and say, I need to work on this. Team, I need to work on this. I apologize. I will work on this team. I'm going to strive to be a better leader. I'm going to be a better example to my every thought, word, and action. Can I get an amen? Right? Can I get an amen? And this is one. I'm going to, you know, I'm kind of jumping around. But these are some of the notes I took last night. Let me take a look. Hey, Jana. That's why the kids love life skills are important with supporting how to. Thank you, Jana. Yep, yep, yep. If you don't have kids love life skills, you absolutely need to talk to Marco Mazzola and get started today, 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 today. This is a big one for me. Ask the right questions. I'm going to tell you why. You know, I really cringe when my wife says to me, nobody can talk to you. I know I'm, I have a very clear vision and sometimes I get tunnel vision. I'm here we come to save the day, right? I'm freaking Mighty Mouse. I'm just full steam ahead right? I understand that. So what I need to do, the yin to the yang, if people don't feel they can come talk to me for whatever reason, see that part almost becomes irrelevant now because I, I'm going to constantly strive to become a better communicator. So what I need to do is put vehicles, tools in their path so they do talk to me. So really me as the leader, what I look to do to improve team retention is ask the right question. Ask the right questions. I did that the other day. You know, I have a sister. She works in San Francisco, and I'm not in San Francisco all the time. And I sat there, and I tried to have this conversation with Aster. What do you do on the weekends? Because I have no idea what my sister does. We don't hang out. We don't break bread. The only time I talk to her is work-related, and that's it. So I was asking her all these questions. It was almost uncomfortable, you know, because I want to know. I want to take care of you. I want to make sure that we are respectful of your life outside of this school. So I said that to her. One of the things I said is, well, why don't you move closer to the school and get rid of the car I gave you? She goes, no way. I'm a woman. Da, 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 da. I said, well, you know, over 45% of the people in San Francisco have no car, and they use, you know, the transit system. You can save that money and invest it for your retirement. No, no, no. I absolutely have to have the car. Time's up. Pencil's down. Good. That's one of your needs. Whereas if I was somebody living in San Francisco and didn't need a vehicle, I wouldn't, I'd get rid of it. With Uber and everything and Lyft? Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, in asking the right questions, I understand my sister will not give up that car. So we need to sit there. If you had to sit there and mine that data, what questions would you ask your team to improve team retention? What questions would you ask to create team loyalty? What questions would you ask? Put some in the comment. I want to know. We need to ask the right questions. Cool?
And this is a big one for me. You know, I want to support my team's outside life, right? Through the pandemic, I'm so proud of it, TJ bought a house. Through the pandemic, I'm so proud of it, Lucas brought a brand new car. I'm so proud of that. I'm proud of that because I know I have a small part in that. So I want to make sure whatever the, they, they need outside, I support that, right? TJ never asks, can I go on vacation? I never monitor how much vacation he takes. He does all of that on his own, and he gets people to sub and replace, and I'm the first one in line going, TJ, sir, you know, can I support you? Can I fill in for you when you're gone? I'm happy to do that. It's real important that we do everything we can, especially we have a lot of young high school kids working our after-school program. We had call, one call in saying, hey, I've been cramming and jamming. You, you know, I don't feel up to coming into work today. We pivoted, we made it happen, and we respected that. He's a high school kid in the middle of finals. I'm not going to get upset about that. Not at all. We had one of our college leads tell us, you know what? This is too much for me. I need to cut back to four days a week. This is, I need to do that because my studies are my priority. I'm not going to get my panties in a wad and going, well, this company is a priority to us. No, I'm going to go, great, let me see what I can do. Right? Because if my team is successful and my clients are successful, I create a business that works for me versus me working for it. And then I truly become that entrepreneur where this school, pre-pandemic, was pretty much passive income. I wasn't working at all. I worked a couple hours a week in private lessons by choice. But other than that, I wasn't teaching at all before the pandemic. Because I understand as an entrepreneur, I want a business that works for me, not me working for it. See, that's the challenge with a lot of the schools. And that's where wisdom is, is really my, my passion project right now. Is too many of you, with 100 students or less, have created a business that is really more of a job. So you've created a job for yourself, and you're a terrible boss to yourself. Most of you have no vacation time. Most of you have no real retirement. Most of you miss your kids' soccer games, dance recitals, etc. Come on. Who can put that in the comment, that you've missed some type of special event because you had to teach, right? Eyewitnesses all the time. We can all put that in the com comments, too. How many of you have at least one instructor, great instructor, great person, that's going to die broke and penniless? Anybody? Put it in the comments. Take ownership of that. Let, let, let me hear that. Let me hear that. You know? And there's a great saying. I don't know who said that to me. Um, let's see. What, what's it saying? Hey, John. John Siach. 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 It's a cool name. Welcome, John. Chris Malloy in Australia, my brother Chris. Yeah. James is saying he missed family events all the time. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Right? I've been so blessed. My kids are 11, 10, and 13 now. And I've been there for the better part of all their events growing up. And that's because I created a business that works for me. You know, and I'm very clear about that. I'm very clear about that. Our next round is going to be TJ's getting married. Then I'm sure babies are going to follow that. So we have to create the business and shift a little bit, you know, and, and train a, a better team so TJ can take maternity leave and all those different things. I'm seeing all of this. And he's not even married. He gets married next September. But already I'm thinking about that because I support my team outside of our business. You know how valuable that is? Right? We watch the movies all the time and stuff where, you know, the guy's got to work weekends and the boss is mean like Scrooge and he doesn't care. Ugh. And I think that's part of the inspiration of the great resignation. People are tired of that crap. They're tired of it. You know, I'll give you 100%, but you got to give me 100% too. Well, I pay you. It's no longer enough. You can't just say, I pay you and I'm the boss, so you have to work this weekend whether you like it or not. Or I'll what? Fire you. Fear-based thinking. Really. Support your team's life outside of your business in every shape, way, and form. And what really was the mindset shift for me was don't take it personal. They should have a life outside the school, just like I should have a life outside the schools. I should. We all should. So when I go to TJ and say, I got to, you know, I would, the other night I did that. And it was a little short notice. Hey, sir, I forgot to tell you, Brady and I are going to the Warriors game. And it was like a two-day notice, right? I forgot. So guess what I did? They covered for me Monday. I came in my day off on Wednesday, and I covered them. Because it's my fault I didn't give them enough notice, see? But that's, that's, 
that's the type of leadership I'm discussing. I take none of this stuff personally. None of it. None of it. None of it. And this is a big one, and I'm still learning. Like I said, the last one asked the right questions. Effective communication. I did that the other night with Teach, right? I said, Teach, I have a moose. And I learned that from Rudy Mick, who's a great mentor. You know, Rudy taught me so much is I have a moose with you or I have a bone to pick to you, with you or there's an elephant in the room, right? However you want to make it, but make it fun and light, right? I got an issue with you. No, that's the worst way to start the conversation. But it was fundamentally, I have a moose with you. And I shared with him because I'm in Millbrae all the time. I went to San Francisco for the first time in, I don't know, four months. I kid you not. And so I have a bit of a disconnect. I'm not in San Francisco. I don't know the staffing and some of the dynamics anymore. And so I wanted to share with TJ because we had a conversation where he felt I wasn't thinking of San Francisco. I thought of Millbrae. And I said to him, yeah, I am a bit Millbrae-centric because I'm here all the time. But make no mistake, I check in my studio every night, I look at San Francisco and Millbury. They both generate me revenue. They're both my businesses as well. I got, you need to know that. So I need your input. If there's something I don't know about San Francisco and I'm making a Millbury-centric comment, you got to let me know so we can make a San Francisco Millbury decision. You feel me on that? So yeah. So I needed to say then, TJ replied with he had a moose too, right, that I often speak in a singular term for millbrain. So see, but through effective communication, we now have a higher level to communicate on. And I said that to TJ at the end of that, I said, sir, I'm grateful for our relationship because the huge thing that doesn't happen and why I think effective communication never happens and why my team is afraid to speak with me, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because they were in my class at eight years old as a white belt. I was the master, their instructor. And, you know, then they grew up, then they were camp, and da-da-da-da-da. At some point, <laughs> that playing field's got to level out. you got to see eye-to-eye. TJ and I, he's 30 years old now. I think he came to me when he was eight. We see each other eye-to-eye. Eye-to-eye. I call him my partner more days than I call him, you know, somebody that runs the locations. So effective communication requires that shift, right? When does it go, I'm the teacher and you're the student, to, oh, great, I'm the employee, you're the employee, and I'm the boss. Oh, great, now we're partners, right? So that effective communication needs to shift. Everybody with me on that? So l look at who you have. Who's your partner? Who's your second? Who's up and coming that you want to be one of your partners, operating partners, right? What difference in communication needs to happen? Anybody? Put it in the comments. Yep, Jason, you guys are all sharing. I've missed family events. I've missed family events. Yep, it happened to, to us all, sir. It did, but you, you know what, Bao? I'm going to say something to that. <clears throat> we almost act like it's, it's just part of the job that we miss our kids' events all the time. It's just part of the job. So we almost do nothing to change that, Bao, right? We just say, well, that's part of the job. And then we almost wear it. We romanticize it. I'm working hard for my family. I do this for my family. This is all for my family. No, you know what's doing for your family? Being at that freaking soccer game, applauding your kid. Sitting there in the dance recital. Last Friday night, I went and watched somebody's play. My kids weren't even in. Why? Because it's good community service. And we supported the, the middle school by watching this play. But you know what? A couple of our students were in that play. So talk about retention. What was that like on Monday when the mom came to pick up one of her kids from the after-school program? I was able to say about her older son, he really rocked his part as Demetrius in a midsummer night dream. You know what kind of retention that has? Put it in the comments. What do you think? Was that a Disney moment? For that parent, was that a proud moment? Did they know I supported their child outside of our school? Yes, they did. Put it in the comments. What do you think that type of impact has on retention? See, it's not quantifiable. I run a Facebook ad. I do this, da, da, da. It's not quantifiable, but I say it's very quantifiable on an emotional level. What do you think it was like to that mom when I was able to say what a great job your son did in that play last Friday? What do you think? Put it in the comments. Yeah, you're right, James. Good. See, now James is thinking like an entrepreneur, right? <clears throat> yeah? Good, good, good. 
uh, let, let me back up two thoughts. So much stuff coming in here. John is saying, referring to my staff as my instructor definitely has a different tone than my partner. Cool. Uh, James is saying, as the relationship changes, the information changes. The conversation changes the compensation. You're right, all of it. And that maturity in the relationship is coming more and more. I ask TJ for more answers than I do giving him answers in many ways now. In many ways, many ways. Many ways, many ways. So that is powerful, but you need to be fully engaged you know, about that. Chris is saying, what I love about that is you did it because you care, not for retention. You're right, sir, you're absolutely right. You know, we did that because we care about our community. We want to support our community. So we were there last Friday, right? And the byproduct was, oh, look, a couple of our students are in this play. Oh, look, now I have a tidbit of information to share and comment to the mom. Yeah, we did it because we care. Just like last Saturday, my wife says, the kids are going to so-and-so's house. We're going to a fundraiser. Oh, what's the fundraiser for? A couple of the Little League teams in Millbury want to go to Cooperstown. Oh, okay. So we went in there and spent a couple of hundred bucks in this fundraiser, and we said, well, I don't even play poker. We just stood around, we ate some food, we gabbed it up, you know, and then we left. But the point is, I believe that that type of service to the community is way better than a Facebook ad any day, especially with what we're trying to do, to establish ourselves in a community of people that care, Put the business aside. You're in a unique position because you are a business to amplify how much you care as a person of that community. And the byproduct is if and when somebody's ready for martial arts, they will come to you. I just had a kickboxer come back to me after 15 years. 15 years this kickboxer came back. Why? Because when she quit, we didn't go, nay, 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 you can't quit. If you quit, you're going to put on 50 pounds and you're going to hate yourself. You can't quit. What kind of loser are you going to, you know, gorilla mode? No. Hey, thank you for allowing us to serve you. If you ever want to continue the journey, we'll be right here. We wish you all the best. We give them as much love going out the door as we did coming in. All right? So all of this, all of this is really what creates that, that service-based business, that type of brand and culture that people want to be a part of, right? Not, I don't only want to create a business that people want to be a part of. I want to create a community and culture that everybody wants to be a part of. Cool? Put your questions in the comments, please. Good communication is connection. I love it. I love it, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and as Marco's sharing with you, just to take a quick commercial break, that, you know, I have two amazing podcasts. Every episode of Success Never Sleeps is now available on every podcast platform that's out there. Go check them out. They're all there on just about every one of them. Cool? You want to see Success Never Sleeps. And you know me, I'm the master of the mindset. I'm about cultivating the mindset. We have here Mindful Meditations with me, Brandon Beliso. You know, that's another one that's been going on for a year and a half since the pandemic. I started that. I have such a loyal following because through this pandemic, that's the one thing that's helped them manage their stress, feel grounded, feel centered, is I've consistently been there Monday through Thursday, 9.30 to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, laying it down. Two great podcasts that you should be enjoying and, and checking out. Coo, coo, and double coo. All right. What other slide do we need to look at here, big dogs? And, you know, I, I talk about it all the time, so I'm going to sing this song and toot this horn again. Have a clearly defined culture, right? Clearly defined culture. Everybody that was out here for um, It's Time Live Change last month in November, they witnessed it. It is a clearly defined culture. I almost feel like I'm part of just along for the ride now. You walk through the door, everybody says hello, right? You get that whole Disney experience. When you walk out that door, everybody says goodbye. I love that. It's a culture that's been nurtured over time consistently through training, through reminding, through social media posts, through everything. We say hello within five seconds of walking through that front door, right? We will say goodbye as you walk out the door. That's a brand absolute in my business. It's part of our culture. Why? Nobody lives their best life if you ignore them when they come through that front door. Done day. So we are passionate about helping people live their best life. You've seen my cleaning in the bathroom video, right? 15-year-old team member, why do we have to clean the bathroom between every class, there? Because mom can't live her best life using that restroom if there's pee-pee on the floor done day. Everything we do revolves around living your best life. 
We bow out that class. Class is finishing. Class, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life, sir. I answer the phone. Live your best life at One Martial Arts. Brandon speaking. We have a very clear why, and that spills over into team retention, right? We just gave everybody fat raises, fat raises across the board. Some $5 an hour raises. We took one person from 17 to 22 an hour. Boom, that's a fat raise. That's almost a 25% raise. Think about that. $5, right? And they were at 17. But you know what? That is how you improve that retention. And that's part of our culture. In my culture, I want to say we love our team. We're going to back our team. We're going to take care of our team. You're loyal to us. We're going to show you loyalty. We're going to lead by example. We're going to pay you well. We're going to respect your life out of here. We're going to offer you effective communication. We're going to train you properly and give you the skill set to go out there and live your best life. All of it, all of it is clearly defined in our culture of what? Live your best life. You were here. It sits right behind the front desk. We are one, a community dedicated to serving you in every moment to live your best life. That's all we do. And if it doesn't fall within that, we don't do it at all. At all. You bring an idea to me. Does it help us live our best life? Does it help you know, our, our clients, our culture? And if they can say yes, yes, and yes, then I'll look at it. If it doesn't, it's got no weight. It's got no bearing. Zero. 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 But you need to be that critical thinker. You need to be that architect. You need to be that visionary. Why am I valuing my company now during the pandemic? Well, of course, we're going to take five years, right? But I want to get a valuation of what this company looks like through the worst of times. You with me? Who's with me on this? Because we're going to look at it through the worst of times just by default. We'll value it there. But I'm also going to value it when we were making over $2 million a year in 2017, 2018, 2019. Over $2 million a year. That's data. And then the data now, we're, you know, we're getting back up there, right? 1,000 students is when we were running $2 mil, So we're at 938. So we're getting back. We're getting back. But see what this is also going to be in when the person, the company values my company, they're going to see the recovery time. See, that's important, too, because if it's not a pandemic, it could be the mortgage crisis. It could be a recession. It could be the dot-com, some version of that again, right? That could happen. So what's neat to say in the valuation is we are a pandemic-proof business. Wow, how attractive is that when you value a company? So see, it's, it's all happening, but that type of clearly defined culture of what? Live your best life. All of it. All of this is part of that. And I know for a lot of people, they don't get it. They think they just open the door and throw up a sign that says karate and I'm a great martial artist and teacher, that's it. No, 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 no. No, there's so much more. There's so much more. And the 35% of the business that we lost, I pray for you, you know. But you know what? A lot of them are poor operators. They have no sense being in business. Zero. Zero, zero. And that's where you have to be willing to make that investment into yourself, right? Had this conversation yesterday with a school owner about that. And then I walked away, scratched my head, going, okay. And I was talking to my dentist. And I said to my dentist, you know, when you and he's also one of our kickboxers. So that's how this conversation happened. I said, how, how much in debt is the average dentist when they come out of college? He said about 400000 And I said, how many years does it take to recoup that, you know, where they pay that, that, that student loan off and they're now out of the red into the black. And he said roughly four to five years. Four to five years. So let me get this straight. You go into college, that's four years, right? You go to dental school, I think that's another two to four years. You know, then you do a residence. So roughly, you know, over this 10-year period, right? That's after freaking after high school, another 10 years. You go $400,000 in debt. Are you making money yet? No. Then you spend another three to five years getting out of that student loan debt. So roughly a 15-year period, folks, before they're making money. But you know that dentist is going to make bank, bank over 30, 40 years. So it's the same thing here, right? I think there needs to be a university for small business, for entrepreneurship. I think it needs to be, there does, but a different kind. Not just book learning, but as well as life experience, right? And that's nothing that's offered. And that's why I'm so passionate about this new project, right? So really think about that. When you have a clearly defined culture, that also means you, 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 spending a lot of time doing what? Doing what? Investing in 
yourself. That's huge for me. Let me see if I missed any of these slides. And this is a big one too, you know, consistent training. Anytime I have AirPods on, my wife knows I'm listening to a book. If we go on a long drive, a family vacation, I'm, I have AirPods on, I'm listening to a book. I, was, I spent an hour with Sam on on the phone the other day. We went through Bitcoin, we went through NFTs, we went through Metaverse, we just everything, everything. I'm a consummate learner. So not only do I train on the mat, I mean, somebody said that to me last night, they saw me, they go, wow, man, you look, you're in such good shape and I'm gonna be 60 in January. I saw as we were coming into this pandemic, this is a war. In my mind, this is war. And I need to be tip-top shape mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Because so many people are coming to me unbalanced, distraught, sad, overweight, feeding their emotions, messed up. This pandemic has done a lot to people. And you're asking them to own a business through that? And on top of it? That's a huge challenge. So... If I'm going to be here as a leader, as a mentor, as a husband, you know, as a father, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as an influencer in the community, I better put my best freaking foot forward, folks. Boom. So I consistently train, as you can see. Here I come to save the day. Right? Anyone who met her, Mighty Mouse? Who remembers Mighty Mouse? Yeah. So consistently train. And that just comes with our business. You can't sit behind a desk and push a pen, you know, and not train. You need to physically train. That's a mandatory thing. You need to mentally train. Read something new every day. And you need to emotionally train by cultivating the mindset. Work with a quality mentor. That's a given. I have different mentors for different things. And I still do that to this day. And you look at most real successful people, they all have some type of mentor. Clay Thompson. Right? He's been jacked up for a couple of years now. One injury after another, he's coming back. You know what straightened his head out? Tony Robbins. He talks about it. He said, man, I was in a bad place. You know, and I went to Tony Robbins, and he gave me some, some tools to use. And now, boom, even somebody, a star basketball player like Clay Thompson, will seek out a mentor. Success leaves clues, folks. We all need mentors but you need to invest in it and stop thinking about what's my ROI. There won't be an ROI for five, 10 years. Reasonably, logically, just like the dentist. But that guy makes bank now. He lives in a beautiful home, put his kids through college, has money for retirement, goes on vacations when he wants. Didn't happen in the 10 years of dental school. Didn't happen during the five years he was paying back that student loan, right? But it's there now. And you need to look at it that way. Invest in yourself like you're earning a degree in college. You won't get an ROI on that for the next five to 10 years, reasonably. But it'll be the best investment you make. Fortunately, in our industry, that needle can move quicker because we already have businesses. We hit the ground. We're running the trains out of the station. We're running schools. We're signing up students, losing students. So it's a little different day. It's not like you don't own a school. You're a black boat who needs to go to college. It's a different day here, right? So think about that. Consistently do what? Train. Train, train, and train some more. All right, man. I could do this all day with you guys. I love you. I love you. And I love you some more. So let me take a moment and thank my sponsors. Tulay and the gang at my studio. You guys, you know, I watch the post. To me, updates happen all the time. Any great software, like they taught me at Harvard, get it out is better than get it perfect. If they didn't get my studio out, what was it, three, four years now? If they didn't get it out, they wouldn't know what's wrong with it. They wouldn't get your feedback, all of that. The product it is today is only because they put that thing out three years ago. Was it ready three years ago? Not in its entirety, but any great CRM software companies know that. Here's the beginning. Now we're here. A year later, now we're here. That's Look at our, our, our freaking iPhone. I got updates every week on my freaking iPhone. It's all the time. So please, shift your mindset on that. When I watch you guys whine and moan and complain about my studio or whatever CRM system you're using, I cringe. I cringe. It's just another pivot. It's an earmark of a great software company. Technology changes. They're saying now every three months. It used to be every six months. Now they're saying every three months. I was listening to Crushing It by Gary Vee the other day. He's now, and that was, how old is that book? He said social media is no longer changing at, at six months at a time. It's now down to three months. Three months. 
Some new algorithm, some new thing will happen at Facebook or TikTok or Instagram all the time, all the time. So you got to be cool with that. And you need to be loyal to the brand because you jump to another software company, you want to do data conversion, you want to do all of that and start with a whole new learning curve and dealing with the shortcomings of that. It's your choice. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Cool? Kids love life skills. Simply the best in character development, right? Everybody who's here uses it. The majority of people I see in the feed, you use it. The value of a great character development system is what separates us from soccer, baseball, all the rest. No one's going to go to a soccer coach, teach my kid focus. They will walk in your school and demand it. And you need to have something strong in place like Kids Love Life Skills. And that's why you can charge a premium dollar. I'm not soccer. I'm not gymnastics. I'm not dance. We are something very unique. You want the skill set to help your kid make an amazing life? That is why you come here. Cool? And then, of course, LC Accounting, my sister Letitia, best bookkeeper in the world. I love her dearly. She's my angel. She's helped me in so many ways. And I gave her a nice bonus. Right, Tish? I gave her a nice bonus. Great bonus. And I'm very proud to do that. Market Muscles, you will see me out there February uh, 4th and 5th. I'll be out there for Stephen's event, his business summit. So I'll be there for that. Uh, and then the week prior, I, I'm in New Jersey on the January 28th and 29th. So I got a small section from January 31st to February 2nd. Those four days, three days, I'll be on the East Coast. You want to book me into your school? Like The Profit, Restaurant Impossible, I will come in and take you to school for 15 hours. 15 hours, I will take you to school. So if you're interested in that, reach out to Letitia. All right. All right. So, Marco, who is our winner today? Carolyn Robinson. Welcome, Carolyn. Yeah, Mighty Mouse is the OG superhero. I'm definitely Mighty Mouse. So, Marco, who is our winner today? The winner of 30 Minutes with me, Brandon Beliso, in a discovery call. Yeah. Today's winner is Brandon Lumiso. Lumiso. It's there in the comments. Everybody give Brandon Lumiso some love. Give him some love. Give Brandon Lumiso some love. Somebody, somebody, please. Give him love. L-O-V-E, love for Brandon Lumiso. I love that. Lumiso. Is that Italian? Could be, right? Could be. And I love all the comments, your interaction. Thank you, Rebecca. Come on, everybody. We must celebrate people's success. If I can't celebrate your success, then I can't celebrate my own. Give them some love. I want to see it in the comments, everybody. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So a little bit of housekeeping. Next Friday is Christmas Eve, so we don't have a show. And the following week is New Year's Eve. We don't have a show. So I'll be off for the next two weeks. So I won't see you until when? 2022. 2022. But I just want to, you know, as I reflect back on this year, one of the greatest gifts is being able to have my purpose through this pandemic. Being accountable to be here every Friday for you has been powerful for me. They say to teach something is to learn it twice. And every time I teach, the yin to the yang is I'm a student. So as I'm sharing this information with you and I'm teaching you, I'm learning myself. So thank you for being a great teacher to me as well. You see that? If I teach something, I learn it twice. Never forget that. Never, never forget that. So I want to thank everybody. First of all, Marco, Amy, you know, Letitia, Ben, and Chris at Kids Love Life Skills. It allows me to create. They run that company, and we're going to grow that into a huge business, huge business in the next couple of years. I'm confident of that. I have the wonderful people. I have the great team to back me on that. So it's super, super powerful. And I'm grateful for that. Um, my It's Time Consulting, again, through this pandemic, it's been powerful. I've been able to nurture and work with so many different school owners all around the world, whether it's a 30-minute uh, consultation on the phone or my group mentoring, which has gone on for 12 months, which is coming to an end as I move into wisdom. And with all the people I've worked with, I'm so blessed. Through this pandemic, I've done close to 20 different webinars, you know, paid webinars, but beyond that, I've had success never sleeps, the mindful meditations. All of it keeps me connected to my purpose of helping people live their best life. And for that, I'm extremely grateful to all of you, to all of you. Cool? All right. Hey, 
This is Success Never Sleeps. I am, and I always will be, Brandon Beliso. I want to wish everybody a happiest of holidays. I'm a God-centered person, so I'm going to say happy birthday, Jesus. You guys have a wonderful holiday. You have an even better new year. And I'll see everybody right here for Success Never Sleeps in 2022. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. Thank you.